Welcome, my friends, to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organizations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people, and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, 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 and welcome to Next Level Change Success, another episode. My name is Therese Perez, and I am the founder of MyVirtualChangeManager.com, and I am going to be chatting about all things change today, and thank you for joining me. So first, before I begin, I would like to acknowledge that I am recording on Thoroughwell Country and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which I am recording. And today's topic it's about the yin and the yang, the yin and the yang of programs and how it works, the project management and change management. Now, in the last episode, I talked about design and the diamond of change effectiveness for programs. And it's important to note that the diamond of change effectiveness is about programs. So it's where you're making a sizable investment in your organization when it comes to change. So you're either investing in major technology change, you're having to remediate and essentially transformation-based, you know, transform your organization, where you might be looking at major process and systems change. So this is where you would really unpack the diamond of change effectiveness and look at each of these aspects. And so today, we're talking about the other two areas, the other two points of the diamond. We talked about design before. And next episode, we're also going to talk about leadership but today it's all about project management and change management. Now, if you'd heard my first episode or if you have listened to it, you will know that I have both project and change management experience, quite extensive experience from having both change director roles, program director roles, uh, forming up programs, strategically business casing. Uh, there's so much, so much experience, I guess, I've gathered over the years, the one key driver around my approach, though, is both a combination on focus on outcomes. So make sure that your project program change is going to achieve what it set out to achieve. And also, I am very obviously people oriented, making sure that the people are treated with respect and the approach that you take is a respectful one. And I also believe that it is not worth burning out your people to deliver programs. So I'm a big advocate for making sure that people have an enjoyable experience and people being those who are delivering it, that they have a positive team experience that they're set up for success. And so that it's a win, win, win all around. And that certainly can be done, can be achieved. I have formed teams that have achieved that. I have participated in teams that have achieved that and I feel very very passionate about that because that is fundamentally what we're all here about is making sure that people 
have a positive experience and that they're supported in what they do and engaged always choose the best outcomes doesn't it so what we're going to do is i'm going to unpack the project management and change management points of the diamond and really explore what you can do in your organization to start to build capability in both of these areas and that's not necessarily about accreditations that you can put people through because I think that only gives them, I guess, a bit of the academic understanding, if that. But certainly look at how it's applied in frameworks and the ways of working in your organization because that's when you're actually going to achieve the most outcome. Bearing in mind that when it comes to change and the level of change, so the size of the projects or programs that you're working on, the resource that you're looking at in both the project management or change management space does correlate to the size of the piece of work you're doing and the impact. Now, I'm not sure that many organizations have really gone down the path of making sure that they're sizing their pieces of work appropriately, but I think that is the starting point because oftentimes you can almost not necessarily over-resource, but you can certainly bring in the wrong skill sets on pieces of work and still wonder why this hasn't been successful. So there's a few things to have a look at. There's a few things I will be um, posting on my website, so myvirtualchangemanager.com. Go and have a look there. There are, will be uh, some resourcing models that you can consider, which I think are important to consider when looking at these two points of the diamond around project management and change management, just how much expertise and just how much Support do you need in both of those areas to achieve the outcomes if you are making a sizable investment, which could be a million dollars plus for your organization. It could be $500,000 plus. Like if you're investing in half a million dollars into a piece of software or into a piece of um, hardware for your organization, which fundamentally changes the way that people work, how much would you invest to in resources and expertise to make sure that that's successful and achieves what it needs to. And only you can answer that for your organization if you're a decision maker. But typically 10 to 20% of most project budget will go towards resource to deliver it and deliver it successfully. So let's go into project management. It's something that I came across early in my career and that was way, way back in the day working on some pieces of work as a marketing expert but got sent from a development perspective onto a PMP course project management for professionals I think they call it Um, and certainly looked at a waterfall process and I have to say as a young 20 something year old I think I would have probably been 22 or 23 it really did uh, amaze me I guess it supported the way I thought in a logical way and it gave me a framework to think about and to have a play with in your early 20s you're very very enthusiastic and very open to learning so it gave me a bit of structure and then I put those skills into place in my work but also on a project that I was coordinating across the small organization I was working with at the time So project management, what is it? It is a structure. It is a framework in which you can manage change for the business. When I mean change, I mean it allows you to have an appropriate decision-making framework through a governance and appropriate committees that get set up for decisions to be made. 
It then also allows you to plan, plan all the activities that someone needs to undertake to deliver the piece of work. And then it also helps you manage risk. And I think that is really important nowadays and often organizations because they haven't really had risk management on their radar are paying the price for it. Project management when investing some quite a significant sum of money, as I mentioned before, for an organization, you want to make sure you get return on investment on that. It is an investment. And up front, there needs to be a business case around that and a justification for that initial spend. But when you want to get into delivery, you want to deliver as efficiently as possible. So if you don't have the right governance or skill set, these focused on time, the scope, like the what you're delivering, and then the risk and the cost, then you are going to come unstuck. And that's the primary focus of project management and the skill set that a good project manager brings. And a lot of it has to do with the approach and how they approach it around stakeholder management, being able to escalate it. Uh, the, the How they're approaching it is just as important as the skill sets in and of themselves when it comes to accreditations. And then let's have a look at change management. And I guess what I'd say is the yin of the yang, <laughs> the yin that complements the yang of project management. And so this is very much around impacts, how they're dealt with, the behaviours and the changing behaviours that is, are required for the change to be effective, for the products to be adopted or the service or the process, whatever that may look like from a change perspective. And then also the um, achievement of outcomes and the learning that takes place. So every single time that you introduce something new to an organization you learn you learn more about your people you learn about adoption you learn about what works from a communication standpoint what doesn't what works from a training perspective what doesn't there's a raft of lessons that you can learn which isn't just about how the project was delivered in and of itself so you've got the delivery focus from the project management side you have the outcome focus from the change management side the outcome focus is actually something that both the project manager and change manager should be focused on as well as the leader. It is something that from a design perspective is really key. What are we trying to achieve here? And if that conversation is common amongst those four elements in that change diamond, you will find a really positive outcome achieved versus if there are points of tension where that common goal uh, somehow gets lost along the way regarding achievement of outcomes. So change managers, when um, focused on change management as a function, if you think about that on a project as such, it is very much about ensuring there's communication, there's capability uplift if and when required, that you are engaging your people in the change and that you are embedding. And embedding is all about the activities that happens after you deliver to ensure that the outcome is achieved. So if you're familiar with any change that you've been through or a new skill that you've learned, there's always a period of almost like a, a, a lowering in productivity because you don't know what you don't know. You're learning something new and it takes time to learn that something new. What change management does is it tries to decrease the time in which it takes for you to adopt the change so that you are more productive than ever, that you are achieving better outcomes, whether it be for customers, 
for your staff or for the organization or it might be all three at the same time which is the best change type of change and transformation to work on and you are really working closely with your project manager if your resourcing model is a change manager and a project manager. Now let's talk a little bit about resourcing because I find that this is a really great area to unpack, especially through all of the years of experience that I've had in sizing up and forming various levels of change. I am very efficiency driven and when it comes to looking at resourcing models, I like to run slightly lean. There's never been a time when an organization has really allowed a luxury of many, many change managers, many, many project managers that is only on massive pieces of transformation or remediation work. Does that actually take place? So oftentimes most organizations, because they're not familiar with the disciplines, they're constantly challenging the costs and the capability, like the ability of whether it be change managers or project managers, like it's always a point of tension, the cost of projects and program delivery. However, without investment in good quality resources, good quality people around the table who are teaming well, um, without that, you're you're not going to achieve the outcome that you're after. And if there is a really strong accountability around outcome in an organization, these are the high-performing organizations because that's what it's all about. You don't want to invest and not have achieved the return on investment. And really, this is a big goal of mine to support organizations and people in achieving great outcomes for the organization, the customer, and for their people. That is, as I said, the penultimate of good change is a win-win-win. Now, Talking about resourcing models, we'll quickly go through those. I think it would be helpful for you to understand that whilst I've got these areas that I'm covering in the change diamond, that these are functions. So you might have, if you're a small organization, you might have someone who you want to upskill in project management and change management who can do both. And if it's a small piece of work, that person could do both. They will have a project plan. They will uh, keep to milestones. They'll work with various representatives from the organization on the piece of work. They'll set up governance. So they'll make sure that their executive team or leadership team are across what's going on. Do some four or five, you know, risk, key risks through the different, uh, I guess, stages of the project or program. And also, you know, draft up the communications, outsource or source training if it's needed dependent on the deliverable um, and achieve a certain degree of success, right? So if you're in a small organization, that's quite quite a good place to be in because you've got one resource who can do both. Now, it may mean a certainly a, um, a need to free up some subject matter experts, so some business resources to work with that individual to help them dependent upon the size of your organization. But that type of model, it can work to a degree. Once you're looking at a certain size, so once your organization's a certain size, once it's a certain uh, piece of work which may require more change effort, more hands-on support, then you are really looking at maybe a project manager and a change manager so that you can, especially if you've got an organization that is uh, diverse, geographically dispersed, and you may not have the fantastic communication channels that you need, 
you're going to need more effort um, to land both the project and land the people piece. If it is a small organization, you're bringing technology where you might be seeing benefits of efficiency and you're then going to have to address your operating model and think, okay, how does my organization structure look like or what does it look like? But also what does what are the other kind of roles that were almost ranking redundant as a result of this change? Then you absolutely need a bigger team because the people element uh, to that is sizable and you couldn't expect a project manager to manage that as well. So you're going to need representatives and you possibly need a change manager and you probably need a change manager as well as a HR expert, um, a human resources or oftentimes now called people and culture, an expert who can work on that from that perspective to ensure that the risk regarding uh, mishandling of you know a, an org structure change, that that is avoided. Now, any organization that cuts corners in these areas is just crazy. To me, it is just, it exposes the organization. It can place it in great risk and it can actually have it where the culture is impacted because the change has been poorly handled. And I've seen this, I've seen this, I've seen organizations just struggle to recover and not really achieve you know, any shift in their engagement results. I have also been part of transformations and led transformations where engagement scores have actually gone up of the change. And so I know that it's really possible that if you handle engagement well through that process and involvement and the resource appropriately, then you can get great outcomes. And now when it comes to change and change in program management, Um, or project management, you are looking at who is going to undertake the functions and who's going to take this approach. So you can absolutely invest in your own people to do that. You then might want to consider how across the organization, if you've got a significant amount of investment happening across the organization into projects, then you also might want to set up almost like a PMO light, which is a, a project management office a light version to get standardization and to also keep oversight of the multiple projects that are happening. Once you start doing that, of course, you start uncovering, you know, where some projects may not be running very well under certain leadership versus others. But, you know, if you are spending more than a million dollars in projects a year, which most organizations do fundamentally, then you you are running the risk without having proper discipline of just this massive like hemorrhaging of money that only gets picked up when once a CEO can start to unpack that with uh, his individual, her individual leaders. So I think the risk of that, if I was a CEO where I had a leadership team that I've just joined and I'm unpacking what work is getting undertaken across the organization, if it's a sizable investment, I would want structure, visibility, and appropriate governance over that spend and accountability, which is what it would yield. Then also making sure that the project managers as such are supporting the delivery. And that could be a model where you have project managers who cover certain business areas. And so who are responsible almost from a program perspective, getting a program manager who's running a portfolio of work across various business areas. Once again, comes down to cost, comes down to return on investment, comes down to ensuring that you've got the right governance and risk management around those pieces 
And then from a change perspective, if you are able to, if you are wrapping up your portfolio, you're going to be impacting oftentimes the same groups. So your change function should be based on the impacted audience and focused on, well, who's going to receive this change versus the area in which the change is originating from. So something to look at there when looking at resourcing, jump onto myvirtualchangemajor.com, have a look. I'll post uh, some, some of the different models onto our, in our blog post area. Have a look, download them, see what might work for you or see where your organization fits. So project management and change management, they have a healthy tension if you have the right people in the roles. And this is another area of challenge for both the disciplines is ensuring that the change manager and the project manager see themselves as peers versus competitors or as one as a subordinate to the other. I certainly know from a change manager perspective that it's quite difficult for um, change managers when they find that the project manager isn't forthcoming with information, they're not scheduling in certain things or the schedule's not strong enough. A change manager is reliant on that information to be able to form up their plan. And sometimes it comes down to a bit of a Mexican standoff. Um, I have always worked well with my project managers. I think only once or twice have I kind of annoyed the program manager or the project manager that I've worked with because I've raised things and maybe it's been because I haven't really felt like they've been holding up their end of the bargain. But over all in all, I'm a big team player. So for me, it's about how I make my project manager feel um, valued and respected, which is really key for me anyway, for any individual to feel that way. Um, but also to make sure that we're keeping our sponsor aligned um, and informed around where the project is up to. So if you've got some instances where the project manager and the change manager seem to be butting heads, then it's important to unpack that to really find out why and what is happening. Because sometimes it has to do with essentially a, a very vocal change manager wanting to um, highlight that there may be some risks not being managed by the same token a project manager might be raising that they just cannot seem to be getting anything out of their change manager and that also can provide issues if the change manager doesn't work well in an ambiguous environment so some changes uh, in all honesty do struggle in ambiguity and when things aren't able to be explained to them they have really struggled to drive to clarity. I think this is a really key point because it certainly has been something that I have had to do in many, many, many organizations when I first come on board is really drive clarity through so that there is a clear shared understanding of what is being delivered in what time frame, and that the risk assessment can be quite thorough, thorough for the leadership team around what is achievable, what isn't achievable, or what do we need to actually achieve this outcome within the time frame you've given us. And that's really, really important. So when thinking about a piece of work or a piece of change that you're bringing in, is, is everyone on the same page, and especially your delivery resources, is everyone all on the same page about what's getting delivered, when it's getting delivered, and creating that safe space for them to raise issues 
so that if you are the sponsor, for example, that you're getting the information you need and you can make the decisions that you need to move things forward. It is always a model that I have worked on and worked from around pushing clarity. Some people struggle with that. And so it's important to, I guess, hire the right people who might say, yes, I can work in ambiguity, but it's more around the behaviors that you start to see if people and lack of evidence around uh, what people are producing. Oftentimes that can be uh, the first red flag for that. So you do need both project management and change management discipline within your change piece, like for any piece of work or anything that you're investing in to make sure it is successful. And it really is a bit the yin and the yang. Um, I don't believe in anything being a soft skill set. So change management isn't like the you know, nice and fluffy, soft and fluffy stuff at all. It's actually the harder part for people to wrap their heads around. It is tangible. It is measurable. And I'll put some uh, links in this podcast description for you to do some reading around measurements around change because everything is measurable when it comes to change management, that's for sure. And then ultimately your outcomes should be measurable. It should be something that you can trace and evaluate against your program. So ultimately, you know, for every program or project that you're running, you have to evaluate at the end to see what you've achieved and to learn and to grow and for your organization to learn and grow too, if that is where you're headed. So I hope that has shed some light on the difference between project management and change management, how they complement each other because the commonality is really around outcomes and achievement of outcomes within a desired time frame, within a certain cost bucket, both the change manager and the project manager, both of those functions focus on cost as well. And they have the accountability in there. And certainly change management is really risk averse, right? So change management, you feel fine that from a project perspective, there might be some typical risks around the project, around resourcing, etc. Change management is going to make sure that the risks are really highlighted because it does compromise the achievement of outcomes if risk isn't managed well throughout the project process. I hope you appreciate that while I talked about as a, a young whippersnapper, as a young 20-something, uh, learning about project management opened my eyes to things. And then it was, I think it was in my 30s that I learned about change management because it, it actually didn't exist when I was in my 20s. So it was only an emerging discipline even when I, I jumped on board and did an accreditation in it. But I'm not going to talk. I talked about the Pimbok model, but I have to say it doesn't matter what model you've got or what model you're looking to introduce into your organization when it comes to project management and change management. I will touch on that in a later podcast because it is really, really important that you understand that models are models are models. And if you're looking at every single place where I've been, every organization where I've delivered and delivered successfully, it is actually about how I've adopted my toolkit and adapted my toolkit to the organization that I'm serving based on their cultural, I guess, uh, framework that they had, based on the behaviors that were displayed, based on the tolerances or intolerances in certain areas. So the adaptability and the multifaceted toolkit that I built up over time, I've got more of an idea now of what works 
I certainly know uh, what tools to bring and put on the table. Um, and certainly there are a lot of the frameworks that I teach in my virtual change manager. So go and have a look, um, explore those. The change diamond is the, the ultimate framework, I think, for organizations. And you never achieve anything if you're looking at a purist, if you're taking a purist approach to project management or change management. And in fact, no one has a luxury of whether it be resource, time, you know, to really take a purist approach. So a lot of it has to be around um, adaptability of these tools to suit the organization and the audience that you're working with and the people that you're working with to achieve the outcome. And ultimately, sponsors dictate uh, their thresholds and tolerances as well for models, which I think is a really great thing. And yeah, just something to consider when looking at, okay, well, project management, change management, yes, but Therese, what are the best models? Um, I will go through a bit of a review of the various models and talk about the relationship to cultural context um, that's important to bear in mind. But Ultimately, you won't have any success if you just don't have the fundamental understanding that if you've got a sizable investment, you need a proper program structure. And these are the functions such as design capability, the uh, project management capability, change management capability and change leadership capability within your organization. And I don't mean that it has to be top notch. It's more the developmental journey that you'll be on if you're forming up your portfolio of work if you're just bringing in disciplines into your organization. If you're more mature in these spaces, the conversation that we're having today would resonate with you around having to have a a project manager assigned to a piece of work, a change manager assigned to a piece of work. Um, And then once again, the resourcing challenge with that and the cost challenge with that, especially in times um, such as we're seeing where there's obviously a lot of cost pressures for organizations coming out of the pandemic as well. So important to consider uh, these two functions as part of the change diamond of program effectiveness. And I hope that you have had a couple of aha moments, as I said, Come and join us at myvirtualchangemanager.com to continue the conversation. And uh, and I hope you got some value from our conversation today. I hope you have a great day. Please leave a review. It would be very, very helpful. It would help others find uh, myself as well and find out more about change management from myvirtualchangemanager.com. Um, thanks for your time and thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it and remember that change matters because people matter. Have a great day.